And welcome to Juice Guru, Juice Guru Studios. I'm your host, Steve Prusak. It's great to be with you, and thanks for joining us. We've got a special guest today. It's Tess Masters. She's the author of one of the hottest cookbooks in the country right now, The Blender Girl. We're going to hear all about her story and the incredible work she's doing right after this. Juice Guru Radio. Want to be part of a weekly juice break to get your body looking hot in no time? Join your host, Steve Prusak, for Juice Time Tuesdays absolutely free with your purchase of the best-selling book, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting. Find out more at JuiceTimeTuesdays.com. Juice Guru Radio. And welcome back to Juice Guru. I'm your host, Steve Prusak. Thanks for being here. And our guest today is the Australian-born test master. She's a cook writer, actor, and voiceover artist, and the author of the phenomenal best-selling book, The Blender Girl Cookbook. It's taking the country by storm. We're going to hear more about that. Uh, She shares all about her enthusiasm for plant-based foods and blending and juicing at theblendergirl.com. Let's welcome to Juice Guru, Tess Masters. Thank you for having me. Wow, Tess, it's been an exciting time, huh? Yeah, it is exciting, and it's it's wonderful that people are embracing this book, um, you know, around the country and around the world. So I'm I'm just enjoying the ride right now, and um, and loving you know getting all of the messages and emails and and tweets and posts about how people are enjoying the recipes. So it's wonderful, and you know, ve- vegans, vegetarians, omnivores, paleo, you know, everything. I mean, I feel like yes, these recipes are gluten free and vegan, but it's really just a celebration of the power of fresh fruits and vegetables and whole foods and however you choose to incorporate those into your lifestyle. I feel like there's there's something for everybody in this book. Well, let's talk about your story. How did you get involved in all this? And then we'll we'll get to where you came up with this idea for the Blender Girl in the book. But how did it all start for you to get to go down this path? Yeah, well, I mean, I... um you know, I, I always loved making smoothies as a child. So, you know, I, there was a joke in my family that I could live without teeth. But beyond that, I um, I was diagnosed with Epstein-Barr virus as a teenager, and I was constantly lethargic. And so I went to a naturopath, and he suggested that I give up gluten and dairy, and I felt better almost instantly. I'm not a celiac, but I do have an intolerance to gluten and dairy. And that was really the impetus into a revolution into the way that I ate. And so I became fascinated with the concept of food as medicine and and really, really interested in, um, you know, how I could change the way I ate in order to feel, you know, the best uh, that I could feel. And so I kind of became quite obsessed with it. So I was macrobiotic for 10 years. I did Chinese yin and yang principles, body ecology, you know, Ayurvedic techniques. I was a raw foodist. I did vegan. I was vegetarian. I mean, I literally, you know, tried all the pillars of holistic health and was really one of those annoying people that finds the answer every two days and tries to recruit everybody they know, like an evangelist. And finally, my dad, you know, who I'm really close with, sort of sat me down and said, um, are you having fun? Because we're not having any fun, you know, watching you order food and la la la. Um, and food should be fun, right? Mm. And it really got me thinking. It was very confronting for me. And, you know, the more I thought about it, uh, the more I realized that flexibility, flexibility and, and fluidity, not rigidity, 
were the keys to success for me. And when I embraced the concept of bioindividuality, the the idea that one blanket diet won't work for everybody and that I was really searching for the test diet, you know, and you might be searching for the Steve diet and everybody out there is really searching for a unique way of moving through the world with food that suits their lifestyle, their personality, their blood group, their genealogy, their stress levels, their activity levels, um, you know, their age and so forth. And that changes day by day, week by week, month by month, season by season, year by year. And so that really made things very exciting for me. And so when I was researching, um, you know, starting a food blog, because people were asking me about what I had cooked the night before and, you know, what was that thing you made? It was so delicious. You know, I started a food blog to share recipes with family and friends. The more I researched, you know, nobody was really... um, Juicing and blending, you know, beyond smoothies and juices in a way that I really wanted to. So I saw an opening and the more I researched blending as a method of food prep, it very quickly became a metaphor for how I live my life. You know, I like to blend different notes and philosophies, um, flavors, cultures, you know, loving relationships, work, hobbies, and so forth, exercise to find my perfect blend for health and happiness. And that changes all the time. So I started asking people, what's your perfect blend? And it really struck a chord with people. And when I went to write the book, um, I very much wanted to include that philosophy and and celebrate that in the book. So, as I said, whilst it you know whilst all the recipes are gluten free and vegan, um, it's not a prescription for everybody. You know, everybody is different. Every body, literally, is different. And so, for me, it's more a celebration of whole foods, fresh fruits and vegetables, and the power of those foods, and how we can get it to the table in the quickest and most fun way possible. Um, you know, that's incredibly accessible. So, you know, in the recipes, a lot you'll see well, all the recipes, you'll see optional and tweak to taste, you know, in the recipe instructions. Um, That's there deliberately because I want people to use these recipes as um, a blank canvas for inspiration so they can really go off and and make them their own. So that's kind of how it all got started. Well, we're talking about the number seven cookbook in the country right now? Yeah, it's exciting. You know, through book scan, you know, when you scan books and, you know, people buy them, those those numbers come in. So it's... um, it's it's exciting, yeah. It's exciting. What do you what do you think? Do you think people are ready for this now? Like, what is it about the Blender Girl Cookbook and the branding and how you're bringing this out? What is it that you're trying to communicate to the masses here? Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think it's probably several reasons. You know, I think obviously blending and juicing has been trending for a few years. You know, and um, Vitamix, you know, it used to be this niche weird blender that you know only people you know on the fringes of society knew about. And now I say to people, and they're like, "Oh, I want one," or "I just got one," or everybody's talking about that. You know, every it's become really a, a mainstream must-have item. You know, in the kitchen. So that's one reason. I think another reason is you know we're really starting to change our psychology um, about the way that we move through the world with food. You know, we're, we're calorie counting less and looking at the nutrient density and the power of foods more. And I think we're going to see more of that in the coming years. And so I feel like... Um, you know, that's another reason, you know, that, the, you know, healthy living um, is really coming to the forefront of mainstream consciousness. So I think it's a really great, it's a really great time for this book. On another level, obviously, food allergies are on the rise. So my, my book is very much, um, you know, a food allergic friendly book. So that's probably another reason. Um, people take the first bite with their eyes in life, particularly with things that are food related and, and things in a visual medium. And this book 
book is stunningly beautiful. So a lot of people are, you know, saying that it's the most stunning food photography they've ever seen. So the the book is incredibly beautiful, and it makes um, it makes healthy food sexy and vibrant and fun and accessible and delightful. So I think that's another reason people are just buying the book because they want to look at it, which is really cool. Um, and then another reason I think it's not dogmatic or preachy. It's incredibly incredibly go with the flow, you know. I'm incredibly accepting of where people are on their health journey. You know, we're all at a different stage in our journey and we're all we're all doing the very best that we can in life. And so, you know, I'm not recruiting gluten-free eaters. I'm not recu- recruiting vegan eaters. I'm recruiting healthy eaters and happy eaters, you know. So I really want to encourage people to move through the world with food in a joyous, healthy way that feels comfortable for them today. And that's going to change tomorrow. So for me, this book is a celebration of putting healthy food on the table in a really fun, delicious way, Um, you know, and also there also is a lot of really amazing information in the book, you know, about probiotic-rich foods, the, you know, the the power of live uh, raw foods, um, food combining, um, alkalinity, you know, soaking and sprouting, you know, you, there's a chart for making every single kind of plant-based milk on the planet, you know, and making kefir, and, you know, there's a lot of amazing resources in the book. There's a make-your-own smoothie chart, you know, where you can literally take all kinds of different ingredients and make literally millions of combinations. So it's, you know, there's a lot of really valuable tools in the book as well. So I think it's interesting, you know, I'm getting hundreds of emails a day from people that are loving the book and it's, you know, there's obviously commonalities in the emails, you know, a lot of different different reasons, but there's there's just some wonderful ways that people are using the book that I'm really thrilled about. You know, page 55, the Make Your Own Smoothie Chart, I'm getting all kinds of lovely emails from parents saying, I've never seen my child open up a cookbook ever. And they're so excited because they've already made five smoothies making that chart and they're making their own food. And that's a beautiful thing. If, if someone, all they do with this book is use page 55, I'm thrilled. So it's... um. You know, I just, I'm, I'm just thrilled that people are embracing the book in the way that they are. You know, and William Sonoma has been incredibly supportive of me, uh, making the book their featured book for May and Mother's Day. So 111 stores across the country will be cooking their way through the Blender Girl book, which is a vegan, gluten-free cookbook, you know. Which is so exciting. Yeah. And then, you know, working with other brands, you know, I, I really brought together a beautiful uh, team of sponsors that are mainly American family owned companies that are spreading the message of healthy living. So we're creating this constant conversation about about putting, you know, these beautiful foods into your body. So, you know, I'm working with Vitamix and La Creuset and Melissa's Produce and Navita's Naturals, Driscoll's, Earthbound Farms, Kavita and Macelle, which is my favorite vegetable broth. Um, and these, these companies are such beautiful companies um, and, and really um, committed to, to helping people make healthy lifestyle choices. So that's just, just incredibly exciting to me to be partnering with like-minded people who really want to help people. So if you're getting this out to the mainstream and regular media outlets and things, what's the message? Is the message to eat more blended foods or juices or how how do we approach this from the standard American perspective? Yeah, yeah. You know, to, to be truthful, you know, we could we could sit here and have a whole episode about, you know, the bioavailability of, of blended and, and juiced foods, you know, and people you know, they always, um, it's a lively debate, the blender, the blenders versus the juices. <laughs> and it's a debate that I prefer not to weigh into. And it's not something that I discuss heavily in the book because 
there's a place for both in any healthy lifestyle. You know, I I juice um, when I want to cleanse and detox. I juice for one day every week to empty and strengthen my system, and I juice for three days at the beginning of each season. Um, so for periods of when you're ill, uh, when you're run down, when you want to detox and cleanse, juicing is such a wonderful thing because you get a very concentrated um, nutrient experience that's very, very gentle on the body. So um, that can be wonderful. However, you know, juicing, if you're going to juice constantly, it shuts down the colon if you're only juicing. So, you know, we need those healthy fibers in order to sweep the toxins out of our body and keep things moving through our system. So on a daily basis, um, you know, I blend because I want to retain all the nutrients in the fiber, the skins, the pits, and sometimes even the seeds. So I do both. Um, the message really is not even necessarily about juicing and blending. There's wonderful juicing and blending books out there that do that, and that's fabulous, but that's not really the agenda for me uh, for this book. It's about healthy, fast food. So we are in modern-day society where time is the most precious commodity we have. We can't bottle it, so we vacuum-pack, bottle, and can absolutely everything else. And, you know, commercial processed food typically is a nutrient barren experience. It may be convenient, but it's not really going to do, you know, all that much for us. So for me, enter the blender and healthy fast food becomes possible. So, you know, a lot of people think it's a juicing and smoothie book, but it's so much more than that. You know, we don't coat check our teeth at the door. It, they're, they're blender-inspired dishes, but they're not blender only. So we are using the blender, yes, as a full repertoire of smoothies and soups and condiments and things that you would expect to be in a blender cookbook. But beyond that, we're using the blender to create you know, beautiful condiments and sauces and spreads um, that highlight the texture of the more sink your teeth into it food. So, you know, a chimichurri sauce or a a beautiful pesto that's going to turn, you know, that basic plate of leftover, you know, grains and vegetables from something simple into something spectacular. You know, typically those foods are not really palatable or exciting to the everyday person, but you pair it with something absolutely delicious and those foods become really accessible. Beyond that, you know... I'm making super easy, you know, 30-minute, um, sometimes 15-minute, sometimes 5-minute soups, um, which is a wonderful way to nourish yourself on the fly. You know, I'm making burgers. I've got mushroom stroganoff in the book. I've got vegetable bakes. I've got, you know, all kinds of delicious, um, healthy meals that the whole family can enjoy. And then, of course, there's the fun things. You know, we're not monks in this world. We do drink cocktails. And I've got, you know, virgin and alcohol spiked, you know, cocktails and things that people can use for entertaining. There's a beautiful pineapple vanilla sangria, there's margaritas, pina colada, there's agua fresca, there's, you know, a chia energy drink, you know, that's a great healthy alternative to Gatorade. There's a, um, there's tonics as well, you know, there's juices you can make in a blender. So there's a cold and flu buster, there's a sleep aid, there's a hot, beautiful almond turmeric drink, um, there's um, a probiotic rich booster drink, there's a skin tonic, there's and then we've got the fun. You know, we've got all, so all kinds of beautiful, delicious, healthy desserts. There's a five-minute chocolate tort that you blend up and stick in the freezer in under five minutes. There's, um, you know, a chai rice pudding. There's a beautiful key lime pudding, a chocolate mousse, a, you know, um, a pumpkin pie. There's, I mean, there's just all kinds of fun stuff. You know, there's a granita. There's, you know, so, I mean, they're really, you know, and then there's, you know, a barbecue sauce that you blend up in five minutes. I mean, it's so delicious. A homemade ketchup, a mayonnaise, sour cream, sweet creams. I mean, it's just, you know, really you've got a bunch of amazing staples that you can use again and again there's full salads you know we're making the dressing in the blender and then we're adding it to more 
textured food. So, you know, there's appetizers, snacks, desserts, drinks, salads, main meals. You know, there's just all kinds of things in this book. So, And they're all incredibly fast and easy, you know. There's, with the exception of maybe about five recipes that are a little bit more fiddly that I almost didn't include in the book because I didn't feel like it fit the mandate of healthy fast food. But my recipe testers, you know, said, no, you've got to put that veggie bake in the book because it's so amazing, you know. So, um, you know, I, I had 55 incredibly committed, wonderful, beautiful, supportive, and incredibly honest recipe testers blending all over the world using all kinds of machines from a $60 machine up to a Vitamix, you know, and everything in between because I really wanted to make sure that these recipes, and only seven of them were vegetarian, so most of them were mainstream eaters because I wanted to make sure that, you know, we brought those people into this story and so that people realized that vegetables can taste delicious and they can be fun and they can be sustaining on their own. So, you know, for me, it was very important that if a recipe passed the acid test on those people, then it was pretty safe to go out there to a mainstream audience and to a, you know, seasoned vegan, vegetarian and raw audience as well. So I wanted to make sure I kind of ran the gamut. Um, But the other thing, too, is I test all my recipes on children. So... Um, there were some children in the recipe testing group who fed their families, teenagers who fed their fam, 12-year-olds and 14-year-olds who fed their families for three months with these recipes. So I think it's, um, you know, these foods are literally child's play. You can't screw them up. You know, unlike um, other methods of food prep, like baking, for example, which is wonderful, but it's chemistry. You know, you need a little bit of skill. And so if you, you know, you make, you put too much acid or too much baking soda or baking powder and it's not going to rise or it's got a crappy crumb or it's soft in the middle or whatever, with these recipes, they're incredibly forgiving, you know, you you really can't screw them up and you can rescue something with another pinch of, you know, lemon zest or, you know, a, a little bit of lemon juice or some salt or some extra sweetener or a little bit more chocolate or a bit more vegetables or whatever. There's very rarely a point of no return with these recipes, so... To me, it's exciting because it really empowers novice cooks and children um, to to know that they can feed themselves and that it doesn't have to be hard, it doesn't have to be time-consuming, um, and that you don't have to compromise on nutrition and flavor because you're busy. Tess shares her favorite smoothie with us. That's coming up right after this. Hi, this is Jay Cordish, the father of juicing. Juicing helped me get rid of cancer in my early 20s, and here I am in my 90s feeling fantastic. I want to invite you to join me in our School of Juicing. This online program features award-winning videos, audiobooks, and CDs to inspire and educate you on how juicing can change your life, too. Check out our site at schoolofjuicing.com. Start living healthy and increase your energy today. Visit schoolofjuicing.com to find out more. That's schoolofjuicing.com. Juice Guru Radio. And welcome back to Juice Guru Radio. I'm your host, Steve. It's great to be with you. And we've got Tess Master. She's the author of the best-selling The Blender Girl Cookbook, Taking the Country by Storm. It's an amazing book. Beautiful. We highly recommend it. Check out her website at theblendergirl.com. All social media links are there as well. So, Tess, your favorite smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have to talk about the taste like ice cream kale shake, don't we? Because uh. it's, um, oh yeah, it's uh, kind of gone viral on the internet. So, um, 
Yes, I used to receive 100 emails a week about that recipe. Now I'm receiving 500 emails a week since, that, since the book came out two weeks ago. So, it's a, it's, you know, this is a fun dessert shake, you know. It's, um, it's you know, a lot of people think that, uh, or children think that they're allergic to green. Um, or some adults think that they can't eat leafy greens or they can't drink green smoothies. And this uh, smoothie quickly changes people's minds. So, basically, it's just a cup of curly kale. A couple of fresh or frozen bananas. It's uh, about half a cup of raw unsalted cashews, a teaspoon of vanilla extract, about a quarter of a cup of dates or a tablespoon of maple syrup, some ice, and about a teaspoon of minced ginger. And you just literally throw it all in, flip the switch to high, and blast it for about a minute, and then tweak it to taste. You know, you might want a little bit more sweetener, a little bit more ginger, a little bit more cashews or whatever, but you get it extremely cold with a couple of cups of ice, and it tastes like ice cream. It tastes like the star ice cream and I you know my favorite restaurant in LA Sun Cafe it's such an amazing uh, raw food and vegan restaurant uh, I love them so much they do such beautiful food and they won best smoothie in LA for a blend that's similar to this I don't really know exactly what they put in theirs but I tasted it there a few years ago and went wow that's good and so um, you know I came home and threw some things together and and got something that I thought tasted pretty amazing so I credit them with my inspiration for that smoothie and they're wonderful people um, and, um, you know, of course, I asked their permission if I could use them for my inspiration, and they said yes because they're so generous. Because recipes, you know, they're meant to be shared, and it's wonderful. Um, so that's that's a real favorite. Um, and then another one that I love in the book is is the Antioxidant Avenger smoothie, which is so full, chock full of antioxidants, and it's just a beautiful berry smoothie. So it's got mixed, you know, I love to use Driscoll's berries because they're such, you know, they're so superior in quality and flavor, and they're Amer- another American family-owned company supporting American farmers. Um, but beautiful berries, some grapes, a pear, and then I, I add a acai, I add, um, you know, mucky powder from Navitas Naturals, and that, you know, takes the antioxidant levels absolutely through the roof. Um, so that's another beautiful one. You could also add, you know, a cup of radish greens or spinach, you know, to boost the, the greens in that. And then another one I really love in the book is a pineapple salsa smoothie, because I love to go on a journey with my food in very much the same way I do with textured dishes. So this smoothie is wonderful because it's a meal and it's got a beautiful blend of sweet and savory and spicy. So it hits you on the back end, expands in the mouth and has an amazing back end kick and I just love it. It's really got a lot of dimension to it. So it's pineapples and spinach and a teeny bit of onion, which sounds disgusting, but it works. Just a tablespoon um, or half a tablespoon, um, you know, a little bit of chili, um, some cilantro, um, you know, and it's just, it's just divine. So, um, there are a few of my favorites in the book. There's another beautiful papaya pleasure smoothie that's just, oh, it's divine. And, you know, beautiful protein-packed uh, protein smoothie with pears and protein powder and, you know, spinach, which is delicious. And there's an alkaline smoothie. There's a, there's a tomato gazpacho-style smoothie, which is spicy and almost tastes like a cold soup, which is really delicious. There's a sneakier veggies into a choc- chocolate shake that's wonderful for kids because it contains frozen... Um, uh, frozen broccoli and, and some cauliflower and all kinds of things and it just tastes like a chocolate milkshake so that's another winner but there's I do love making smoothies it's a very exciting time because uh, the Blender Girl app gets released in July um and um, there's going to be some pretty interesting smoothies in there so I'm excited about that so I could talk about smoothies all day long <laughs> Well, aside from all this, you've got a pretty uh, diverse career. You're a performer as well? I am. 
um, yeah, you know, ultimately, I just love stories. I love people to tell me stories, and I love to tell stories. And so, um, yes, I, you know, I make my living as an actor and a presenter and a voiceover artist. So I narrate audio books. I do commercials. I, um, I play characters in video games. Um, and, um, you know, to me, it's, it's wonderful to do a lot of different things. You know, life just is just constantly interesting and exciting, and I get to interact and intersect with a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, which is really lovely to me, you know. Um, and food is just another way to tell a story. So for me, um, it's still storytelling and, um, and affecting and, and being affected by other people's stories. So... Um, yeah, I, I love what I do. And it's it's interesting, you know, because with The Blender Girl, I feel like all the different things that I've been doing, you know, traveling all over the world with theater shows and doing films and doing TV and doing voiceovers and working with different companies all these years, it's really been a great training ground um, for writing this book and going out on the road and, and, and being, you know, on TV and radio interviews with this book in that... Um, I'm already really comfortable in that medium, you know, because I've been on set so much. Otherwise, I think I would be a little bit freaked out because I'd be concentrating on making sure that was right while I'm making sure I'm putting the right ingredients in so that it tastes right. And, you know, I think I probably wouldn't be a very good multitasker. <laughs> but because I've kind of, my muscles have been well exercised in some of these other areas, I feel like it's, um, it's more fun than anything else, which is great. You're listening to Juice Guru Radio. I'm your host, Steve. We're here with Test Masters, author of The Blender Girl Cookbook, available at theblendergirl.com, sharing all the inspirations on the journey. So, Tess, what do you have coming up? What are your plans for the future? I mean, this is um, taking the world by storm. So, have you, uh, <laughs> have you been thinking about it or? Yeah, well, I go on my, I go, I start my national book tour this week. So I was at the Williams, I'm visiting a lot of Williams Sonoma stores across the country, Whole Foods, like with signature stores, bookstores, um, some Google locations, which is amazing, um, you know, and doing TV and radio appearances around the country as well, which is great. So I, um, I started at the Williams Sonoma Beverly Hills last week for Easter Saturday, which was great. I'm going to be at the Williams Sonoma in Santa Monica this Saturday, the 26th at 1 p.m. So please come down. There'll be tons of fantastic, delicious food and, I'll be sharing a lot of tips on, on how to get the most out of, out of your Vitamix and other blenders, which is wonderful. Um, so come on down if you're living in L.A. Um, and then the following week, I'm going to be in Austin. So I'm going to be at the Culinary Center um, in Austin, which is really going to be a lot of fun on Saturday the 3rd um, and at the Williams-Sonoma in the afternoon. In, then I'm going to Dallas. So I'll be um, visiting, you know, the La Crusade Signature Store. I'll be um, at the Williams-Sonoma. I'll be, um, you know, doing some great appearances in Dallas. Um, then I go to New York City. So um, I, I'll be doing the Carol Alt Show. I'll be doing all kinds of other appearances. Um, I'll be doing the La Crusade Signature Store on the 15th in Long Island. Um, and then I will be leading off uh, 111 stores cooking their way through the Blender Girl Cookbook at Williams-Sonoma at Columbus Circle on um, at 6 p.m. on May the 14th. So if you're in New York, please come on by. I would love, love, love to meet you. And then, uh, what do I do then? I go to Denver. I'll be in Denver at the Williams Sonoma on Saturday the 17th. Uh, Sunday the 18th, I'll be at Whole Foods in Denver. Um, and then in, I'll be in San Diego the following weekend. So I'll be at the, uh, the Williams Sonoma in San Diego on the 24th. And then uh, the 31st and the 30th, I'll be in Phoenix and Scottsdale um, and the 1st. Uh, so I'll be in Phoenix that weekend. And then I go to Houston. I'll be in Houston at Williams Sonoma and La Crusade Signature Stores on the 7th and 8th. 
And then I'm in San Francisco, and San Francisco is so exciting to me because I'm visiting the William Sonoma headquarters. I'm doing some Google locations. I'm doing Omnivore books. I'm doing William Sonoma. I'm doing, um, you know, it's going to be a really fabulous week. And I will be shooting all of the recipes for my app that week as well. So really, really exciting. And then uh, the week after that, I go to Orange County, and it just keeps going. It's kind of crazy. And then um, I will help launch uh, the book in Australia. Um, I'll, move, I'll fly down to Australia. And Random House Australia launches the book uh, on July 1st. And the book sold to France and Germany and all kinds of other places. So it's it's really cool. There's some fun stuff going on. So I'll come back and launch the app. We've got some very exciting things happening for that launch. And then, um, then I'll move into book two. I have to say that uh, after a deep breath or I think I might start to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like things are really slow and boring for you. I'm sorry to hear this. <laughs> and in a month that I'm doing voiceovers and... All kinds of other jobs. So it's it's fun. It's fun. It's uh, you know never a dull moment. That's for sure. But it's cool. You know, it's that it's that thing of you know moving through the world from a place of abundance and gratitude. You know, and what you give energy to expands. So you know, it's such a joyful time, and I'm just going to enjoy that and sit with that and roll around and bask in it and enjoy meeting all the wonderful people I'm going to meet across the country. It's it's lovely. Well, what's your advice to our listeners who are out there wanting to live their passion and get the message out about healthier eating or whatever it is? What would your advice be to uh, to develop a career around that? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, it's interesting. I, you know, I love, love, love to talk to people about this because, you know, whatever your dream and whatever your passion is, it starts with faith and hope. Faith and hope and utter belief in yourself and what you have to offer to the world. And we all have a beautiful story and many beautiful stories inside of us that should be shared with the world. So I feel like the first step is absolutely getting really crystal clear about what you want to do with your life. And that can change next week. It's okay. But, you know, really what you want to do and having the courage to say it out aloud to yourself in the mirror. Or to the wall, you know, to the ceiling while you're lying in bed at night, before, you know, or in the morning before you, your feet hit, touch the ground, and not being afraid to want it, first of all, and not being out of, not being afraid to say it out loud, and then not being afraid to go out and claim it. And by by that, you have to work hard, you know. So yeah, you can manifest and hope and dream, and that's all wonderful. But then, but that's where the strategy comes into play, where you think about what you want to do, what you have to offer, how you want to get it out there, and then how you're going to do that. So I'm a big believer in I always have a one-month, a one-year, a five-year, a 10-year, and a 20-year plan. So I am incredibly transparent about the fact that I am highly strategic with my business. So I have been planning this book for four years and planning and putting the strategic partners in place to make this happen on this very large scale. So that was always something that I was aiming for. So anything that I have done for the last four years, anybody I have worked with, anyone I have done a giveaway with, anyone that I have touched has always been, I've always known what I wanted to do with them a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, because I'm all about longevity and I'm all about forming long-term partnerships and relationships with people. So I want to form meaningful relationships. I don't do one-off sponsored posts. I don't get paid to run my giveaways. I'm just not interested in that kind of stuff. It's just too short-term and too small for me. So I'm always thinking about 
how I can form a really meaningful, long-term, value-added relationship with somebody, meaning that I celebrate their story as they celebrate mine. And I think that that's a really, really vital piece of the puzzle when you're going after your dreams is celebrating others. That is what makes humanity a beautiful thing. And from a more strategic perspective, in the digital space, in social media, social media is all about celebrating others and intersecting your story with other like-minded stories. So I will say that to people when people come to me, um, you know, for business advice, I'll say that my entire world um, is revolves around celebrating others and making sure that I am a part of other wonderful conversations, not just about um, pushing my own agenda in my own conversation. So I think that that's a really, really important part of the puzzle. Um, and then making sure that you're arming yourself with the skills and the resources and the knowledge to be able to stand up in a room with your peers and tell your story in an authentic and meaningful way. And if that means that you need to go and study some more, you need to go and learn, you need to go and find some mentors, you know, reach out to people. Um, Be prepared to go and work for free and go and help somebody else achieve their dream while you're learning about what's going to work for you. I think that that's a really powerful thing. That's why, you know, in Hollywood, you know, Today's greatest director was yesterday's intern. You know, that's just the way that that life works. You know, you want to learn from people that are doing what you want to be doing and learn from them and watch them and watch what they're doing that you love and what they're doing that you might not like that's not the right fit for you. So I'm all about cherry picking different things, you know, and different approaches that I like from different areas and trying a few different things on and seeing what works for me. But, and the last thing I will say is always be authentic, authentic and genuine and honest about who you are, what you have to offer. And, um, you know, we are judged by the company that we keep in this lifetime, you know, and you become like the five people you spend the most time with. So choose those people wisely you know, from a strategic and from a loving, nurturing perspective. You know, life is just too short to hang out with people that don't nurture and feed you and that you don't want to nurture and celebrate as well. So um, that, that's very much how I manage my business. Tess Masters, the author of The Blender Girl cookbook website, theblendergirl.com. She's all over social media with thousands of followers. You can check it out on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Google+. All those links are on the website, right, Tess? Yes, I'm I'm at The Blender Girl absolutely everywhere. And I personally respond to every tweet, every Facebook page, every message, every email I receive. So if people want to get a hold of me, ask me questions, interact, um, I will get back to you. Well, I'm so excited for your success, and thank you. I mean, we have so much more to do with you down the road. I'm excited to, to continue the relationship with you. So thank you, Tess. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. I absolutely love what you're doing, and, um, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a lot more, I'm sure. Love it. Tess Masters right here on Juice Guru Radio. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at juiceguru.com. Until next time, get your juice on.